Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Cool Breeze. And today we are going to be reviewing Pendulum while going through the Meeple Town mailbag. Meeple Town mailbag. So thanks for joining us for episode number 52. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean, and he's really hairy, like normal, and he's moving slow, and he's on his cell phone. No, wait, look, he's on his smartphone. Who are you? What are you doing, Dean? Are you combining a bunch of different games, like Fast Loss and Smartphone Inc.? For years. I have tried to trade oh. <laughs> Dean. I didn't know what you. I didn't know Alta, where you were going with this. And tried to get Altiplano. And for some time now, I mean, I could just go buy it. But it's been fun. It's been a fun game. But also, Dean is always in the back of it, kind of like, well, I might trade you one day. And I'm like, oh, so should I buy it? Should I not buy it? Is Dean going to Finally, we worked out a deal. Finally, I'm going to own Altiplano with the geeked up bits. That's right. And Dean. We have traded. We have made a trade. What's the trade, Dean? Fast slots with the expansion, which I like. It's a good family game. Mm-hmm. Smartphone Inc. with the expansion. And Smartphone Inc., we can't talk to you about that because we'll probably do a review on that. I think we will. Maybe even weeks. maybe even next week. We'll yeah, see. maybe we're, even. We're trying to time some things out. But. So that might be a little little hint. A hint? Is that the right word? No, a little teaser, a little appetizer, a little app. A little appetizer. A little appetizer for, uh, yeah, for that. So that's why you're you're dressed up like a sloth on a smartphone. Uh, yep. I see the game sitting right there. You know what I don't have with me today? Yeah, he doesn't. That's what he's doing. He's I don't have take, Altiplano. I'm he's taking take my games, and he's going to never give me Altiplano. I know it. That's exactly I know that's right. what's going to happen. I'm going to skip out on Meeple Town, move to sunny Mexico. Wow, that sounds with, great. With fast sloths and smartphone ink. That sounds great. I'm going to sell them to buy a ticket. You're going to go all the way to Mexico and move just to keep your copy of Altiplano. Mm-hmm. That's smart. I'm going to leave my Altiplano copy here. Wow. <laughs> just so that it's right up the road from you and you'll never be able to play it. Wow. That's, you know, that's something. That's <laughs> you want to do a poll? All right. Are we still doing these? Is this still a thing? We are. Now, this I'm really excited about. I'm always excited about the poll. Why okay. do I? I love polls. I love drama. Johnny like a uh, race car, race NASCAR. You big NASCAR fan? The polls. I'm not. I'm Johnny Cool Breeze, by the way, because it's been pleasant lately, has it not, Dean? I mean, it's still hot. It has been nice. But there's a little cool breeze here in Tennessee. A little, little cool. Now we're not Colorado or Wyoming, where they're getting heard about that crazy weather up there. Lots of snow is what I'm hearing. That sounds amazing. Mm, I don't know if amazing is the right word. Incredible. Wonderful. Uh, no, I'm, I don't know. I like snow. Joy inducing. It's something. It's something. I don't know. I like snow. I don't think you do. I like it, but I don't know. I mean, the I fall want, is my favorite time. S- I, I was going to say, that's what I'm thinking right now is that I love fall so much. I don't want to skip to winter yet. I do want to get there and I want to get some snow, which we don't get in Tennessee hardly much, but I don't want to skip the fall and jump right to that snow. So you would say that you're not falling in love with the snow. I love snow. But I don't want to get there until fall. There are things that I would like to reach the summit, but I want to enjoy the journey. And I think that that's something that we should all talk about right now. 
Yeah. The journey is the journey. In 2020, are you loving the journey into 2021? It's quite the journey. You know, here's the thing, guys, gals, listeners. I'm happy to be alive. That's right. I know there's tough times and stuff, but I could be dead. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to. You know what I mean? Just think about it. I try it. to think. I tr- always try to think of the positive. I really do. Lord of the Rings. I mean, had they not had the journey, you would have not had three movies, three, you know, books, <laughs> not just the movies. Now I feel bad for saying that I could be dead. And then I laughed because people, I don't mean that. Could that have gone off bad, Dean? I don't, because people have died because of this stuff. I, think I don't think should, that's, I didn't hear it that way. Okay. I hope that no one heard it that way on Meeple Towns. You were saying that you would rather be alive. I'm just saying I'd rather be al- alive. Like, I'm, I was I was like, yes. Okay. That's exactly right. And that's I'm right. happy to be alive. I'm happy trying to think positively. To be alive. All right. Okay. What, what's this poll? You started it off a while back. Speaking of being happy to be alive, this is based off last week or the week before. I can't remember when we did the poll. Remember we did the poll where we asked how much money people spent on board games? Yep. This has actually been, I think, our most answered poll ever. You bumped it up. You, you I just talked, asked is that a what simple you did? question. No, I asked a simple question. Okay. By the end of this year, will you have spent at least $1,000 on board games? Mm. Yes or no? Okay. Um, just a two-question answer. Yes. It's not a two-question answer. <laughs> Two answer question, <laughs> two question, two question answer, two answer question. Uh, if I remember right, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the that higher range of the last question was the winner of the poll last time. Is that correct? I can look it up. I don't remember I, what I, that honestly, was. Honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think I think so. it was over 500 yes. or something along yes. those lines. 500 plus one last time. All right, I'll say yes then. You... Yes, people are spending more than a thousand dollars. That is incorrect. So you've been really, you've been swinging and missing lately, man. You know what I've not been swinging and missing on is our board game playing, but then I get to the polls. Hey, I actually won you two games in a row now. Yeah, that's true. Dean has been, you know, we've been talking streak. about that. I'm on a, I said, maybe the curse is broken. <laughs> <laughs> Handily too. Handily. Actually, you may have won more than two in a row, John. You've no, no, won... no. No, you won smartphone when we played the other day. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted you to say that. That's... <laughs> yeah. So I was wrong. People are not going to have spent more than $1,000. Okay, but he, what percentage? Close. 55-45. 41 to 59. Oh, okay. Not as not as close as I thought. Yeah, so, you know, Dean, <sighs> you were wrong. Did yeah. I, did I, did I, I say that? It's that? That's what the long sigh was for, just to say that 40, I was wrong. No, so it's 41% said yes to 59, as I said a second ago. But I'm actually even surprised with that. Now, I do know that a board game community follows us. But still, 41% of these folks are spending over $1,000. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of moolah. Think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about like a Nintendo Switch or a PlayStation, you know? I mean, I guess people spend that much money on those with games and stuff like that per year. Well, think about it. You, you're going to spend, let's say you buy a game or two a month. That's your budget. Yeah. That's over a thousand bucks a year. Yeah. Easily. Uh, you know, you might I mean, buy... it depends on what games you're buying. But yeah, yes. but for the most part, I mean, if you put yeah, a, you're probably an right. average of $50, $50 yeah, right. on a game, which you're I, right. I don't know. I don't know what the average would be. Ooh. 
That's a good question. Like not a poll question, but just like a factual, what's the answer to that? I would say 40 something dollars because you're going to have some of those little baby ones, the little $20 ones. That's true. Little baby games. You know, you'll have some of those thrown in, but, but then you also have some of the big daddies. A, okay. If you are a, if you are a board game store, mm-hmm. a, an online store, a friendly local game store, I would be curious to know just with the games that you sell from your store, what the average, what that average is. I don't even know if people keep up with that. I don't know. I have no clue. Or, or you know, people I'm sure it ranges everything. too, but that's, that's intriguing because again, if you buy one or two games and some people, if you buy one game a month, you could reach that $2,000 mark, you know, because you're buying more expensive games, sure. Kickstarters or whatever. That's the other piece. Kickstarters are really expensive. So are you surprised? So you are surprised by this. You thought, are you pouring coffee into the floor? Um, I'm just shaking a little off my, the lid. I'm opening the floor. up. I mean, it's just a couple drips and on my shirt. Look, here's a poll question. Is it okay to drip coffee onto the floor? I mean, it's, it's, it's just maybe a little hit the carpet. I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll clean it up All right. with my sock. All right. So you're surprised by that. You think people I would have spent less than that. I do. I'm surprised that that's the case. Yeah. I, here's the, I mean, back in the day, you know, before Dean and I really, not before we met, I don't know. Yeah, before we met, before I really got super hype about board games, which if you listen to a podcast and you follow people, you probably are super hype. I didn't spend near $1,000 a year. You know, I would get a few games a year. Yeah. Remember because- that? Did you ever have that phase, Dean? Or did you go, and we'll move on to something else, but I'm just curious. Did you ever have a phase where you were buying, I would say for myself, four to six games a year. You know, every quarter maybe I buy a new game. Or did you, when you got into games, were you just kind of full Whole on? hog. Were- no. So, you know, Catan was for a couple years before I even thought like, oh, there might be other games out there like this. And then I did a lot of research on Puerto Rico. And then for a while, I think maybe Carcassonne was in there too. So those three games I just had for a really long time. I don't remember picking up. I had a phase up, like that for sure too. I don't remember picking up a lot. I think it was probably a year, maybe two years later. That, that you I started, started really going crazy really into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I think I had, I had Catan. I had, um, I had Ticket to Ride and yeah, those two for a little while. And then I think when I got like small world, that's when I started picking it up to that, like quarterly or, you know, four to six times a year, you know, where I starting to get some more games. That might be me picking too. Picking that up. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I, I think I had, like I had Peter small Puerto world, Rico back in the day. Yeah. 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 I think around that time I was like, okay, all right, I'm liking this. But it wasn't until like the last few years that I really started, you know, spending the big bucks on games and having a serious collection, honestly. I've been in a phase lately. This is going off on a maybe a little bit of a tangent. We should probably go on. But I've been, you know, I think part of it is is 2020 and, and how the release of games has been kind of weird. No cons or anything like that. I think that I'm really interested, more interested now in going back and checking out some of those older games that I missed along the way. Yeah. Um, so like I've been thinking about St. Petersburg, which is a game that you can't find, but it's available on uh, board game arena right now. And I really, I played that game several years ago and it was a bad experience, but it was honestly the people that I was playing with were not the most pleasant people to play games with. Mm-hmm. And so I did not enjoy my experience, but I've been wanting to go back and play it. So there's all of those older games now that I'm like, oh, I really want to go check those out maybe pick some of those up along the way. So that's that's where my spending mind has gone lately, even though I haven't really spent a whole lot of money on games lately. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. 
Are you that interested? <laughs> I just it's came a, out weird. You know what I think? This is this is what I I was thinking about this as you were saying that. I think what Why don't really you pay attention to me instead of thinking. No, about no, I, I I was I was listening to you. I think what really got me. Let's just talk about me for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Have a go. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I really me. don't like whenever you're having a conversation with someone and you can tell they're just thinking of the next thing they're gonna say instead of actually listening to what you're saying. Dean's looking up into the sky, trying to prove that whatever. I think that Meeple Town really made me go crazy on games, Dean. Because I, I mean, I was, I, I loved playing games, but now I've been buying a lot more because of Meeple Town. Like, I think I was satisfied, even before Meeple Town, even before a couple of years ago, I think I was satisfied with a half dozen to a dozen, you know, a dozen game, you know, half dozen games a year. Every other month or something, pick up something new, play it. But now it's like, you got to get like two What's or three new? Games what's hot? It doesn't matter what you like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, and that's because of, and I, yes, yeah, because we're reviewing. I'm trying to, I'm interested in talking about this. I want to let our listeners know as much as they possibly can so they can pick those games. I'm just curious as to after this, and this will be the last thing I say, is how many of those folks are listening to our podcast or listening to or following us on social media, YouTubes? Like, it sounds like, are there still a lot of folks that are buying, you know, four or five games a year? And when they listen, they still listen to podcasts, but they're really trying to hone in on that one or two games that, you know, that they're really interested in instead of just flooding in a bunch of games and just buying the new hotness all the time and stuff. Yeah, I saw a post. I would be like that without Meeple Town, I think. Yes. I think if Meeple Town ends, uh-huh. I'm gonna I will go back to buying six games a year and just like trying to figure out which ones I really, really want. I could be wrong, but I really feel like I will. I saw somebody post in the Tapestry Facebook group. I think yeah, that's right. It was Tapestry Tapestry Facebook group this past week saying that they got a good like 40 games of that. There's I think it was a husband and wife if I remember right. 40 games of that. Now they're kind of moving into Pendulum because they've really enjoyed that and they've played about 11 or 12 games of that. And I thought that's nice. Yeah, that's I want to nice. do that, man. Like to really really deep dive into a game or be able to, you know, I miss that. Pick up Gloomhaven and spend a year just really diving into that. You know, like that's but that's difficult. That's a that's a really big challenge for for doing what we do. But I think also people want to, a lot of people, most people want to know, that are listening to our podcast anyway, want to know, like, what's that new hotness? What's going on right now? Yep. So, anyway, a little bit of a tangent. What have you been playing lately? Well, before, I want to do some news. I just saw something I want to share, and then I'll tell you what I've been playing lately. It's not a news segment. It's not a news segment. All right, let's hear what you hate it. So, I just saw here. No, I just saw here on BGG that Freedom and Freeze has a new game called Fium Fayum that, I don't know, right now it's weighted at four it's a 120 110 to 140 minute deck building pharaoh style game that just sounds super intriguing to me that's all i'm gonna say what is this called fium fium f fium fium how do you spell f-a-i-yum like i'm yumming for some fies face two words no it's all one word fium bgg fium is what i'm googling right now strategic game for enthusiasts of planning games Play your cards one by one to your personal discard stack. Interesting. The game f- features a card mechanism reminiscent of deck builders and the market mechanism of successfully used in Power Grid. I am in c- color me intrigued. Um. So that's a little. That's a little. All of a sudden, just saw it up here, Meebletown. Color me intrigued on that one. Yep. You are too. I don't know. I. Freedom Freeze is so hit or miss for me. <laughs> you know, we were just talking about but I'm fast al- slots. But I'm, always, but I'm always intrigued by him. I don't know why. 
I do. I always want to play his games. That's because he's unique. He'll yeah. put something unique out there. Even if I don't love it, I just want to try it and see what it's like. Okay. It'll, all right. Let's talk about <laughs> That's it. what he's been playing. I will, I'm going to start this off. Mine's actually going to be a little bit briefer than yours, probably. So I've been playing the Roll for the Galaxy app. Now, I think I may have mentioned this before. Um, this is the iOS app. I've been playing it on um, on iPad. And I've actually I've had this one for a while. I had it in beta. I actually did a video for it while it was in beta. And if you watch that video, you know my thoughts were pretty positive on this one. But I've been playing it a lot more lately now that it's fully released. And I'm also intrigued to see what you think about it. Because mm-hmm. what I said, if I remember right, I don't know if I said this in the video or the podcast or maybe just in everyday conversation. I said... The Roll for the Galaxy app for you, John, might be up there with Seven Wonders. I didn't think you would like it as much because Seven Wonders is so fast. But I did think that you were going to like Roll for the Galaxy app. Was I correct? All right. So uh, last time you said, John, I have a game that's going to be your top 50. It's called Arkwright, the card game. <laughs> wrong. I was wrong about that. I just want to balance it, balance this out. Um, yeah, you did say something about how much I'm really gonna like this game. You were 100% accurate. It's that it's that sweet spot, isn't it? It's is, really fast game. It is a really great. I love Roll for the Galaxy already. I, I liked it quite a bit, but now I've like I have this only game I've been playing on my phone. Though I do say the negative to it is it's a little lengthier, and so I don't I don't want. I don't want to talk about where Just I play say it, John. these games. You can get it no, out. no, we, we. I don't like to use, say the same things, but I generally play bo- these apps in a setting that doesn't take that long. Let's say that, and so I really don't want to sit down. And this, it's probably it can be fifteen when you're minutes. Pooping. That's it, what you're dang saying. it, Dean! I didn't want to say it again. <laughs> I'm just saying that you can play a ten to fifteen minute game of Roll versus like a five minute game of Gunshot Clever. You know what I mean? Or yeah, um, or Seven Wonders. But I like this probably better. I do like it probably better oh so oh <laughs> like, okay. if i'm just playing the gameplay it's just it, it just the little bit extra length you know means i might not get it to the table <laughs> to the phone as much it's fast isn't it but it's pretty fast yeah it's pretty fast yeah, do, yeah, yeah. It, do, it does all of the um which okay there's not a lot of crunchy math in roll for the galaxy anyway when you're playing the physical copy but it does make that that upkeep a little easier because you're not having to figure sure. out how many dice you're going to get throwing them in your cup and moving down on that track it does it all for you which is really nice so all you're doing basically is you see what dice you have and then you just place them into the order and it's that's nice speaking of those dice i have realized playing i've played a lot like boom 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 lately i really have there's definitely some luck in this game for sure i feel like i it's a dice rolling game i know but i feel like i didn't recognize now i mean part of the fun of it is trying to figure out how to use those to your advantage but there are certain times in the game where you really want to do a thing or two, and if you can't get the right dice, it's frustrating in this game. And I think that the Ambition expansion for Roll for the Galaxy helps with that. Um, probably more than Rivalry. Maybe not. So that, this will be I a segue so. to our later segment, then, it, maybe. It definitely could be, um, potentially. We'll okay. see. All right. Um, but it's... Uh, it's really great. It is. It is really good. I do wish that it, and I, and I hope at least it gets the ambition expansion. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. The rivalry expansion would be pretty, maybe difficult. And so that might be a while if they do go that route. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm hype on this one. I think it's a lot of fun. Ambition would add a lot to it, but even without it, I think it's a lot of fun. It is pricey. It's $10. Yeah. That's a, that's a pricey app though. I will say that I've, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed, like if you like roll for the galaxy, I mean, it's it's. I, mean, I think it's probably worth it, even though that's not a, a cheap app. 
It's when a great we, one. When we did our top ten. It would easily make my top ten. It would 10. make your top ten. I think it may have made my top ten then, even though it wasn't released. Or maybe I kept it off, but I'm pretty sure it would have made mine too. So if you like board game apps, this is and you like this game. It's good. This one is worth the $10 for sure, I it think. It surely is. What have you been playing? All right, so a game that I have not played from back in 2017, <laughs> but I have played now. Oh, I got you. That's where I'm going. Okay. I was like, so a game that I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played. played. I'm just, I'm just going to pick some games and just give you my re- review, whether I've played them or not. That's a new segment we're going to do. Review the game you haven't played. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> that actually could be entertaining. That would be, yeah, that's it. So this is Santa Maria, Dean. <clears throat> now, this is one that Rotto had as his number two game of 2017. Um... In this game, you're going to be colonizing everyone's favorite theme. And you're going to be taking these tiles, polyomino tiles. There's only two different shapes. You're placing them onto your player board. But here's what's interesting in this game. There's several things that are interesting. But you have dice, and you're drafting dice. Dean, you like drafting dice. I do. You have some personal dice, and then you also have a common pool. And what happens is, is when you draft one of those, one of the things that you can do, or the thing that you can do, is set off your engine. So... You have got one, two, three, four, five, six up top, one, two, three, four, five, six down the side, Dean. And whenever you pick that two, you take that number two row or column, depending on what color die it is, and you set everything off of that row or column. Boom, I got some wood. Boom, I got some wheat. Boom, I got a uh, conquistador. Whatever. Conquistador. And you're so you're building an engine with polyominoes, basically. And there's other elements to it. I think you will really like this game. Yeah, it's that midweight Euro too, right? It made, oh yes, it's like a three. It made me, it had actually, I know this might sound weird, but it had Imperial Settlers feels because just because you have like a couple different, there's not a whole lot of resources and stuff. And you're doing resources to get cards. You're not getting cards, but you're getting polyominoes. And, and you're setting off these engines in order to do more. And I'm not as hype about it as Rado is for sure i mean unless he's tamed that hypeness or when whenever uh, 2017 was around how i know that he loves this game i thoroughly enjoyed it i'm i purchased it and i'm glad i bought it and it's going to stay in my collection i I like it after one play i quite enjoy it i want to try the expansion but it also it didn't totally blow my mind very solid euro it was only like 30 bucks 31 bucks on game nerds so i thought it was it was totally worth it for me i think you really need to try this one Yep, it's been on my list since it came out. You know, this is one of those, if you have those games that stay on your list for a really long time, ones that you want to check out, this one is up up at the top of that list. And the it's, yeah, I was going to say it's, it says 45 to 90 minutes. It did take us a little while to play. I think we could play it in about an hour at the most. If we, yeah, I do. Another plus. Yep. So that's, I, I know, I think you're, I think you would like this one. And I think your wife might also. So. Okay. Well, good. I'll have to borrow that from you sometime. You can absolutely Maybe do that. Maybe when I'm, I'm handing off Altiplano to you. There you go. Let's get on to our review of Pendulum. All right. Time to talk about Pendulum. Come on, Dean. Dean had a theme song for this that he wanted, but he too didn't want to sing in front of everybody. Apparently. No, I don't mind singing in front of this everybody. Song. There's going to be a song playing this in the song. background. When you sing a song over top of a song playing, it's it's a little cringy. Yeah. Is Trust that me, I know, because I edit the podcast, and it happens Ugh. frequently Ugh. with my co-host no. who likes to sing. That never happens. 
Pendulum. I refuse to sing anything the rest of this episode now. Oh, thank goodness. Ooh, oh, never mind. I'm, it's, we're going back. <laughs> Did you think it. that I was going to be upset took it by away, that? But now I'm coming back. Took it away, but now I'm coming back. You I'm swinging from side to side like a pendulum, baby. Oh, my heart is swinging from side to side for you. Hey, is it sometimes pendulum? it's hot, sometimes it's cold. <laughs> is it pendulum or pendulum? I don't know. I say pendulum. Pendulum. Okay. <laughs> you just said both of them. So which one is it? Yes. Okay. I think it's pendulum. <laughs> That's what I say. I, I, I honestly have caught myself saying both. It's like when you say strength incorrectly. Dude, I have heard so many people say strength. It's because you're listening for it. I know. Like, I, I'm like, I've, it's been awesome. I, someone yesterday, my wife was watching a show and the dude said strength. And I okay. was like, nailed it. Sure he did. Pendulum. Oh, I promise. Is a game it that came out. It was one of those out. Hallmark movies that you probably would enjoy. Oh, are those out now? I don't know. Christmas? No. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch those. Uh, there you go. Um, hold on. Can you talk for a minute while I check my phone about something completely unrelated to Hallmark movies? Yes, that's exactly right, Dean. Dean <laughs> it's Dean's favorites. Pendulum just released in 2020. This is a game from Stonemeyer Games. The art is by Robert Leesk, and the designer is Travis Jones, who is a new designer, I that's believe. That's exactly right. Um. Uh, this is a uh, game plays in about 60 to 90 minutes. And what are you doing in this game, John? Let's just start the drama right off the bat. What? Oh, oh my goodness. I just Why wanna... do you like all the drama? I just want... <laughs> Can you let us get through the, the, the talk through of the game first? <laughs> okay, so in this game, you're placing workers and you're doing what it says. But the interesting thing is you ha- can only place a worker where there's not a timer. There's no turns in this game. How about that? No turns. But then you can't actually do the action until the timer is on that row. That's right. That's it. So this is a real-time turnless game, which I <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but this is... You can that's, play the turn-based like, game. You basically just explain the entire game because worker yeah. placement, it is a simple worker placement game. But like John said, where you place those workers matters or, or like you're limited to where you can place those. And that's it. You're also going to be building engine from your player board. You're going to be gaining resources. But ultimately, what you want to do is move up on these four... Three tracks, kind of, and then there's another, like, kind of small bonus track. Yeah. But you have to move up on all four of those tracks. They all have to be into the other side. And if they are, you win the game. That's it. Unless other people also have their their tokens over there. And then you see who has the most points on the other side. And then that person will be crowned the pendulum champion. Or if no one has, then whoever's the the furthest away loses. That is correct. As well. So, yeah. Dean. Dean. This game has come out with a lot of drama. Oh has it? Uh, yes, it absolutely <laughs> has. Absolutely has. Do you read like board game tabloids? Is that you mm-hmm. love it? You love the board game drama. I just think it's fun. <laughs> I just think it's fun. This right now, you know, this only has 268 ratings on BGG. That is not a whole lot for a Stonemeyer game. It's for real, right? Even though it just released. I mean, yeah. it just released, but that's still not a whole... I really think that this is a game that people are just passing on because it's real time. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. If The question is, should they? We'll talk about that here in a little bit. We'll see. Does it matter that it's real time? And can you... You can play it not real time, so is it worth it to pick it up not real time? Stay tuned for more. Will you pick it up in real time? In Oh, huh? How about that? Okay. All right, so the art and components. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's do it. Um, the yeah, it okay, the box art's nice. 
Beautiful. I, I, it's beautiful. It's nice. Yeah, and I like I, lo- I li- really like the characters on your player boards. I think they're cool. I think really really well done. On the board, there's not a ton of art, but it's clean and it's simple and it's really easy to understand. That's a big plus. Yes. Components are all good. Okay, I'm going to go off on a little really tangent good. right now because I feel the need to. I had a had a conversation with Beth Sobel recently, this weekend. Um, she's, really? She's an artist who does a lot of stuff. Name dropping like that? Name dropping. Yeah, hey, you know, just hanging out with old Bethy. I could have just said an artist and then you would have thought like, you would have made your assumptions about who it was. You know Tool. That's what you have thought. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you would have gone. That's where I thought. That's who I thought you were hanging out with. So, no, I was having a conversation. Beth is really great, by the way. She's an amazing artist. She did work on, um, most recently, Calico, which is one that I really want to try. It's getting a lot of buzz. uh, But she's done stuff for Wingspan. And, um, oh, goodness, what's the name of the game that I've really wanted to try? Uh, Cascadia? Is that the name of it? Maybe there is a game called Cascadia. I don't know if she did the. I don't know if that's what you're thinking of. Is it's a newer game that's going to Kickstarter or about to be on Kickstarter, and she worked on the art. It's amazing. The art is absolutely beautiful on that one. Um, yeah, it is Beth Sobel. So anyway, I was just asking. I was curious to know um, just the behind the scenes art piece. And mm. what I said is sometimes I feel like maybe artists don't get enough credit. And I know from us too. You know, we don't always give artists the credit that they deserve. And she was saying that she would go as far as to say that the that the designer needs to get more not a board game designer but the graphic designer is the one that really needs to get more credit because oftentimes you really don't even know who that is you know like if i look on bgg i don't know who the graphic designer is so when you say the graphic design is well done that may or may not speak to the work of robert leesk if that makes sense you say his last name that makes sense so they're 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 the ones drawing the pictures and stuff but there's the graphic designer who's arranging everything picking how it's going to be portrayed on the board and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's intriguing and it makes That's me interesting. This, this is my, uh, my campaign to get board game geek to include that information because you really do need to credit that person because you don't know who, who does that. Now you have people like Ian O'Toole, which I'm BFFs with. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I've never met him. Um, who does all of those things, you know, works yeah. on the design, works on the graphic, but not all artists do that. So I'm interested. I like the art in the box going back to that. The rest of the art of the game is pretty minimal. And that's mm-hmm. why I wonder like how much he did versus how much another graphic designer, maybe an in-house person from Stonemeyer. No idea. So let me say this. We haven't gotten to, we're not going to, you know, is it worth it, obviously. But I do think for the price, which is between, like Game Nerds got, has it on pre-order for $42. And I think it can go up to $50 easy. Jamie puts a lot in the box for that price. Yes. Like he, I mean, I mean, I know we can talk about... You know, tapestry and this $80 game with all... But, I mean, they're nice, like, plastic pieces, you know? The nice meeples. Like, a lot of times you're getting these wooden meeples and cardboard, and there's more than that in in this. And so I respect that and think that's awesome. Totally agree with that. There's a lot in... The, now, there's less in this one than, like, a tapestry, for sure, or a scythe. But, but still, the component quality is quite stellar. I will say this. Do you remember my big complaint about tapestry components? What would mm, the board? The yeah, I like those boards. The scratchy boards. Yeah, I love them. But, yep. I don't. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Not a fan of them. And here we have them again in Pendulum. And in fact, I was playing this game with my wife yesterday, and she's played Tapestry. And I don't remember if it bothered. Yeah, it did bother her on that one too. Maybe it's just an us thing. But sure enough, we sit down to play Pendulum, and she was like, "Oh, this board." I love those. <laughs> that boards. was her reaction. Because the stuff doesn't move around. That's okay. the point. I love it. By the way, I'm looking here. It looks like it's on 
pre-order. So if you didn't order through Stonemeyer, it may not be coming out until October. And maybe that's why it's it's. I mean, or maybe they're sold out and they're just this is just the re-up of the new copies coming through. I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think they sold out. I think you can still buy it on Stonemeyer. Can you directly from Stonemeyer? Which honestly, it's what forty five bucks. Is that what it is? I don't remember. Retail, I think, is forty five dollars. It's not very high. So it's yeah, okay. So they may be selling them there first before they send them out to retail. Yes, that is absolutely right. For, for I mean, for I know they did, but I'm saying that it still may be like that, and that maybe that's one of the reasons it doesn't have as many ratings. Um, but it says, "Tell me when it's back in stock," so you cannot buy it. So maybe it is that they've been sold out, which is interesting. Sorry, sixty dollars. Sixty. Yeah, it was yeah. sixty if you bought it. Um, but I think if you bought it with that pre-order through Stonemaier, it was forty-five, which is a Steel. We we got this as a as a preview copy, so I really don't or not preview a review copy, so I'm not positive on all of that information. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about gameplay. Yep. So people want to know: Should they buy this thing, Dean? Is it any good to play? Well, you want to go first. I can start off. So uh, here are the things that I thought about the game before I played it. Okay. I thought a Euro game that is real time. That's not super appealing to me. Are there other real-time Euro games that you can think of, John? Well. Did I catch you off guard? No. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think through this. I'm, uh, Galaxy Trucker? Okay. Kind of. I mean, the definition of Euro the definition of Euro is flex. You know what I mean? Like, I've heard people say, that's not a Euro game. And then other people say, well, that's, of course, a Euro game. And, I mean, we even have publishers that send emails and when we say games are euro and say i don't know if that's what i was going for you know what i mean like right, right. or or that's exactly what we're going for so that's that's i feel like that definition is hard you know yeah there's there's w- kitchen rush which i think would you say sorcerer city sorcerer be? city was the first one that i thought of yeah. yeah um the idea of a real-time euro game does not super appeal to me however if you remember when we played sorcerer city that's one that i liked quite a bit yeah, I know. You love that game. Yeah, I, I do. And still do. I still really like that one yeah. a lot. And so playing this one going into it, I did not have super high expectations for that. Playing through the first time, I was like, okay, I kind of get this. like Because it, it recommends when you play through the first time to not use the timers. There's this board that you will flip the timers over, um, not when the time runs out, but when on the yeah. board you move up into that spot. So it's not an actual real-time game. Played through that, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to really love this game. It's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Like, the worker placement spots don't change from game to game. But when mm-hmm. you play it real time, that really is... I would not play this game any other way. I don't think it's worth it to get it that way. But it really... Do you care if I jump in at this point real quick? Hold on. <sighs> I liked it. I liked the fact that it was real time. Go for it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got that out. <laughs> I really don't like real time games that much. Y'all know that. Right, so we did play the non real time game. Yeah, we played game, the game that Dean was just talking about, but the whole time I kept thinking this feels like this should be real time. Like, and Dean, I asked you that, and you said the same thing. This, yes, you can play a non real time game, but I'm telling you, for me personally, and I think for Dean, it feels like it should be real time. Yes or no, Dean? Has to. Yeah, I don't. This game would not be worth it if no, it, like if without that real time, it just felt like. That, that version, and I know some people have said, yeah, you don't have to play it real time, and you can play this. Maybe you will, and maybe you'll like it. Not me. 
And this comes from a guy who don't like real-time games that much. Yes. Now, if you don't like real-time games, like really are adamantly opposed to real-time games, I don't, think this is gonna, I don't think this is going to change your mind about that because, again, it's still a real-time game. But one of the things that I was worried about was the stressful part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, is it a frantic-type game? Because you think about, like, Sorcerer City can be a frantic game. Um, sure. Uh, Kitchen Rush, I've not played Most it, but I've watched videos. Most real-time games can be very frantic. frantic. When you look at Project Elite and Escape Curse from the Temple, very, very frantic games. That's what I had expected in this one, but it's not a frantic game. It just makes you think through your decisions much faster than you maybe normally would. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say much faster because the decisions aren't necessarily really difficult. You know, the weight's a 2.8, yeah. but you have to make them before that timer flips over to the spot that you want to be able to move into and that's where the thinky and, and real-time piece comes into play, but it's not stressful, I don't think. Yeah, that's that's the game. Like this is this is the intriguing part. The most intriguing part of the game by far is that you have three timers. One is three minutes, one is two minutes, one is forty-five seconds. And when the timer's up, you can flip it over. And again, as we said you know, when we were teaching how to play the game, you can't move your worker if they're on a spot that has the timer, but you can do the action. So you do the action and then they stuck. They can't move. So you're thinking through, like, okay, like you may want one of the spots where the three-minute timer is. And here's the really interesting thing is other players, there are certain spots other players can go to and you have that you can't if you don't have a grande worker. So we need to mention that as well. Right. That there's a, So if Dean takes a spot, so here's what's intriguing. There may be a spot around on the three-timer that I want desperately. But I know that I could actually get two more actions, probably, with this 45-second timer. But if Dean takes that spot and I don't have my Grande Worker free, then it don't matter because I can't take that spot now. So there's a lot of really interesting calls in the way the timers are going. Okay, yes, I could get this. And then before that two-minute one flips back over. And okay, and like, so it doesn't feel, like I agree with Dean, I feel like it does get a little frantic at the end. It can especially if you've got four workers and you've got a lot going on, but especially at the beginning, you're, it's just more making sure every you're doing the timings right in this game. Yeah, that's right. In frantic, it's not like, I don't think it's frantic ever like project elite frantic where you're rolling dice and like, you've got to get, because you're done, just sitting there the a lot of times you are. The frantic part comes in is like, I really need to be able to move on. It's tense. I guess I need to move up this track and I can't do it because the timer's not moving fast enough. That's where the, you know, frantic part comes in, but, and then it, you but have again, to, it's just like tense. It's really tense. And you do have to guess. Um, Sometimes, yeah. I, I uh-huh. remember the end of the last game we played, like I, th- I was thinking earlier the green timer would end sooner and it didn't, which cost me two actions. Failed to mention big, big, big component faux pas, in my opinion. Yeah. The timers. Mm-hmm. And we should have mentioned that. The timers. Oh, we were going to get to that for sure. Yeah. yeah. I had that on my list. A, they're easy to knock over. I think they, they 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 look cool, but I wish they would have had better bases, um, especially with all the like kind of we're not going to say frantic, but quick pace of the game. Yeah. But and we didn't knock over him a ton, but we I did knock over him a couple times. But the biggest thing is, at least one of the timers, the green one in particular, the sand gets stuck a lot. Sometimes the purple one too, and the purple yeah. one does too. That's really big. No, no, huge problem. That's bad. Really huge bad. Huge problem this in this game. There were multiple, many times where we looked over at the green timer and went, "It's." Uh, you could you could hear my hand hitting the table. Seriously, Dean, it's stuck again. Yeah. 
Wow. Now, I will say that that one game, this was probably our second game that we have played, uh, that, that John and I played together. It was really bad. Really bad. The it, second game we played? Yeah. Now... The last one wasn't as bad. I, one time. It, it yeah, messed it up once. on us one time. So I'm wondering if a little bit more time... Now, I've, I've played this game, I think, six times now, if I remember right. And so... Uh, maybe we're getting to the point where it's not going to be a problem anymore. I have no idea, but man, that can be really frustrating the when the whole game depends sharp, on those smoothing, timers. Smoothing out each other. As maybe, I don't through. know. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe there's something to that, but man, that was a huge disappointment. A massive disappointment. And I remember saying in the um, in one of the, somebody who had a preview copy, maybe it was Rado, where that timer was messing up, and that was supposed to have been fixed for everybody else's copies that were coming out. Our copy was not a an early copy. It was one of the normal released copies. Yeah, it's like a first else printing got. copy. So. Yeah, so it's. I don't know if there's like another printing that ours was a. I don't know. I don't think so. I think this is the same one that everyone else got. Yeah, and that means everyone else is going to potentially have an issue with that. Yep. Yep. It leads at the beginning, and maybe that'll smooth out over Hopefully. time. And maybe no one else has that problem. It could be just that you know. That's not. I doubt it. I mean, not nobody, but maybe most people don't have that issue, and it's just a handful of people now. Who knows? Possible. But it is an issue. It is an issue, but the whole balancing time is a really cool mechanic in this game. Yeah. It really is. I'll, I'll say one more positive, and then we can kind of move into final thoughts unless you got anything else. But no, that's good. We didn't really talk about the different player boards as much. So, yeah. like, you're playing the base game, which is pretty simple. Again, just moving up on these tracks and um, uh, placing your workers. And you also, everyone has their own deck of four cards. Mm-hmm. Now, you play those cards anytime you want, and they give you a special bonus. When you're playing in the initial game, I believe they're all the same. Oh, goodness, I forgot now. I think they're all the same or very close. If you're playing in the with the other side of the board, they have different features at the bottom, yeah. like where you're, where you're um, conquering lands, those different tapestry flag cards that come out or whatever. Those are different on the back sides of those. And then your hand of cards is very different. And so each character feels very different. And the things that you have to do to be successful for that character are very different. Yep. Without that, the replayability of this would not be very high at all. It would be quite low, I think. But with the other sides of that, I think that does add quite a bit to the variability. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Replayability, you know, 20, 30 games down the road. But how often do you play games that many times? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I agree with that, and I much preferred the advanced side. It at least with my character, I did um, the last game that we played. Dean, it really pointed me in a direction, and I kind of liked that about the game. Um, it was just kind of like I, there's definitely directions that you have to go. And I didn't mention that you have this like an engine building part, and you know, meet Johnny. I got to talk about engine building. There's a little bit of an engine building element with. Um, this little card thing where you go to a certain spot and then any cards that you have underneath that spot, it activates the spot and any cards you have underneath that on your personal player board. So that can actually be pretty important. You can only put two cards underneath the the bonus that you get so that the most you're getting three bonuses at a time, which then is kind of intriguing also because you can take a card out and put a new one in. As the game progresses, maybe you're heading in a different direction. I like that about it. I think it's yeah. good. And mm-hmm. I like that. And I, I like how the advanced player powers felt more, much more variable. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at. So, yeah. yeah. And it, 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 you know, with, with like tapestry and you can play different ones. Like if you're a new player, you can play the new civil, you know, easier civilizations and tapestry. You can yeah. do that in pendulum as well, which really I think can balance the game out quite a bit. Absolutely. So 
Do you mean to go first on final thoughts? Go for it. Let's hear it. All right. I'm quite intrigued. Yeah. So I'm not a huge real time fan, but I'm also not against real time games. Um, I'm not. They just usually aren't really high for me. I went into this game, you know, honestly, Dean, expecting almost nothing. It was, I mean, we had this conversation. I just legitimately was like, I'm not really that interested in this game. I didn't pre-order it. Um, Dean got the review copy. I didn't fight him about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's <laughs> Normally times, we fight, like yeah, fist fighting. Yeah, we do. We, have, we we punch each other in the face until someone says, Uncle. Uncle. Yep. And then that's that's how we deti- decide you know, who gets the game. I didn't care, honestly. I, I, I was intrigued by it, but I didn't care that much about it. Um, hmm. You don't know what you're going to give I us? Want, no, no, I know what I'm going to give it. Okay. I, I kind of want to say pleasantly surprised, but I'm not that pleasantly surprised by it. I I like the game. I do. I think it is it, it's it's a decent it's a pretty it's a good game. I like how the timers and the the time mechanic in this game is pretty smart. It's pretty smart and I haven't seen this in other games. I don't quite get the tension in the shoulders. So that's what I don't like about board games uh, that are real time oftentimes like I I'll just go play a video game or something. Like I like to kind of to relax and stimulate my mind. And that's it. That's what I like about board games and have fun and joke around. When you're playing real-time board games and it's they're frantic, that doesn't happen. I don't get conversation with Dean. I don't get to relax. I come out like feeling super tense and I don't like that feeling. I did get that a little bit the first time or two we played this. Um, but But the more you play it, the less I think you feel like that. The less you don't feel very frantic you're going to be, I'm giving this a seven out of 10. Okay. I'm giving this a set, which is I'm usually willing to play this game. And I, I am, I really wrestled between a six and a half and a seven, but it's a really good real time game that is just different than a lot of other games. I feel like, and I think it's a solid game. Am I going to buy it? Nah. But if Dean has it and wants to play, I'll most of the time say, yeah, sure. Let's play pendulum. Yeah. That is a that's a pretty good score considering. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to ask you, I'll, my follow up question was going to be I was going to ask you later, but I'll ask now. Sorcerer City is you know in that same in category. Same I think you had this a little bit higher than Sorcerer City. Is that right? I think I rated them the same. I think I would rather play this than Sorcerer City. Yes, you'd rather play this than Sorcerer I think so. City. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what I gave. Which Sorcerer is up City. there for a real time game for me. This would be pretty high for a real time game. Yeah. This would make a top 10 list of real-time games for me, I think. Yes, I know it would. Okay. Below, we need to do that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at some other that, point. Yeah. Okay, for me, kind of the same thing. I didn't have high expectations for this one, but I also didn't super have high expectations for Sorcerer City either. But it's a Stonemaier game, and I thought, I got to try it, you know, because I, I tend to like yeah. their games a lot. In some ways, I was a little nervous about this one because I thought if I really like this game, then people are just going to think that I'm just this Stonemeyer homer because, you know, Tapestry and Scythe are both top five Dean games for me. said this over and over that he doesn't want to, he's like literally like, I'm going to tell the truth because that's what we do, but I don't want to rate this high because I don't want people to think I'm a homer, but he's going to tell the truth. Yeah. Not, not that I didn't want to rate it high. If it's a good game, it's a good game, but just that I didn't want people to, to think that every time the Stonemeyer comes out with a game, you're going to rate it high. But when you have games that companies make that you really like, you know, Garfield games is one of those companies yeah. that, you know, for you, John, you know, for both of us, we like their games. We're always sure intrigued do. by them. So this kind of fit in this. I mean, if Fister comes out with something or Uva comes out with something or Feld comes out with something, 
Yeah, I mean, it's they make really good games, so it's even when you're being objective, you're gonna give them good scores most of the time because they're pretty darn good games. That's right. So, so this you, one, you like what you like. That's right. That's right, and you do, and I and I like this game. I do like this one quite a bit. Again. Against all odds. You know, I thought I would not love this game, and I, I quite like this game. I think it's a really good game. Every time we play this game, he talks about how much... He's like, I really like this game. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. But I will say I'm a little... Uh, I am a little apprehensive on this one to give it a you know a ridiculously high score because I don't know how this is going to pan out in the long run. Gotcha. Because, again, there's it's pretty simple worker placement. And, and because the timers aren't like super tense or anything like that, it's not like you're, I, I don't know how much replayability this one is going to have in the long run. Now, right gotcha. now, I want to explore all the characters in this. I really want to try. And I'm nowhere, I'm nowhere near mastering this game. Trust me. I had one game now that I think I've reached. Uh, is that right? One game where I've reached all the tracks? Mm. Two. I think two you, games. Both two times you did it with our yeah. our first two games that I did that. But I think that's the only time now. Um, I've lost this game, I think, more than I've won. I'm pretty bad at this, but I finally won one. And my wife just absolutely destroyed me yesterday. And I played one of the advanced characters and she played one of the base characters. I'm not complaining about that. But anyway, all that to say, I really like this game a lot right now. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it in a year, but right now I'm going to give this one an eight, which is pretty high praises. Now for mm. me, I gave so I thought you might even go higher than eight. I had really considered it, but when I look at it and I, I kind of compare this one to Sorcerer City, it fits in that a little bit. I think Sorcerer City is more unique. And right now, if you're, if you're pushing me on this, which would I rather play more at this very moment, I think I'd probably say Sorcerer City, but that okay. might change over time. I'm going to rate them exactly the same quite a very slight nod to Sorcerer City, I think, because of it, it's a lot more unique. But anyway, I still really like Pendulum. I think this one's a lot of fun. So is it worth it, Dean? Uh, it's $60 MSRP on Stonemaier's site. It looks like where you're pre-ordering is under 50 most of the time. $48, 42 43 somewhere in that ballpark. Is it worth it? It's got to be yes for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because of, you know, the, the, a lot of the components, when it wouldn't be worth it is if you're thinking, should I pick up this game? I don't like work. I don't like real time games at all. Like they make me very nervous. I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to play one. I don't think it's going to change your mind. Yeah. Maybe, but it will more than most real time games. So if you're right on the edge, kind of like John, you might like this better than the average work, uh, real time game. Better than the average game. Mm hmm. I would say it's Day, not. Boo -boo? I would say it's not for me, but it's borderline. Uh, no, I'm not thinking about picking this game up. But I, I say it borderline in the sense of the components and everything are stellar in this game. It's a great production, and if you like real time games, I, it's it's a it's a no brainer actually. If you like Euro style games and real time games, right? It's a no brainer. Um, but for me, it's just, it's a game that I, I'm, like I said, I'm usually willing to play it, but I, I wouldn't, an eight means I'm going to suggest it like, Hey, let's play this. I'm not going to say that about pendulum probably, yeah. Yeah. but, but if Dean wants to play it, I'm, it's a good, good solid game. Yeah. Yep. That's an eight for me, a seven from John. Let's go on to our mailbag in Meeple town, Meeple town mail room, Oof. Meeple town mail. It is time for the Meeple Town Mag. Meeple Town Mailbag. I said Meeple Town Mag. Meeple Town Mailbag. Do I need to play buffer music there, or can we just use that? The mag. You the just mag. put it all together. Meeple Town Mailbag. There you go. 
All right. We had asked you, Maple Town, to Ooh. send us questions. Were you a little cracky there? No. I'm a little... Uh, Sinus. I'm, I'm nervous about saying I'm a little under the weather, but I've got... This time of year, sinus issues always hit me pretty hard. <clears throat> Are we ready? Ooh, I'm ready, man. That is what it is, though. It's it's all sinus-related stuff. So what do people want to know? <clears throat> what do they? What does Maple Town want to know? What do they want to know about me, Dean? What do they want to know about you, Dean? What do they know about we, Dean? Why does John have to ask so many questions, and why does he sing so much? That's simple. That's from, uh, let's see, this is from listener Dean Dunning. He has to say that. I thought you were going to be a little more clever, like Bean Bunning or something like that. (laughs) That's not a real name. Oh, it is. (laughs) Okay, um, first off, I'll start off by saying I can't talk right now because I have a frog in my throat. Second off, <clears throat> if you would like to send us questions, you can send them to MeepleTownMail at gmail.com. Boom. We're probably not going to get through all the ones we have right now, but we want lots of questions. We need more, actually. Okay, um, there you go. We need you out there, MeepleTown. We need you to respond. First one came from Matt. Matt, I'm assuming Matt Jortman since his it says M. Jortman. All right. All right. Matt says, what cons have you been to? Which do you plan to go to? Mm. What do you like, dislike about the ones that you've been to? This is an easy question for us. All right. We've both been to Tennessee game days. That's it. How many times have you been to Tennessee game days? A couple times. Okay. A couple times. We did. We were signed up for Origins this year, both Dean and I. Here's the thing. Would I, let's just ask a rhetorical question. Would I like to go to Gen Con and Origins and Essen and all these things? Yes. But I have a full-time job and I have a family and I have three boys. And we do this Meeple Town podcast, which you would think, I just there's a lot going on. And so... This from John, if you go to Origins or Gen Con, you don't care about your family. Not at all. That's no, no, I, no. There's just, there's just a lot kidding. going on. And no, he didn't even let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He didn't let me finish my statement. And though I love board games with all my heart, there's just other priorities. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. For me personally, if your priority is board game, that's amazing. I think at this point in time, we do this as a hobby too. Like we get, it's crazy how I get zero money from this. It's just, yeah, we, yes. It's just crazy how like we do a YouTube channel and a podcast and I'm super passionate about games. But yet I don't go to things like Gen Con and stuff. And I, maybe this has some effect because I honestly, Dean, sometimes we get backed up. Everyone right. gets backed up every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Good and one. we would rather spend a couple days on getting this stuff out. Maybe it's not the best. I mean, honestly, we could probably grow faster if we went out to these things more and people got to know us. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that's right. I, I think that for John and I, we both fall in that category. Tennessee game days only for me. Um, I was supposed to, I've been... I don't know, like six or seven times, six times, I think. It's about a thousand people here in Tennessee. I was booked to go teach some games at the, whatever it's called, Knoxville, Knoxville's gaming days, like Tennessee game days that we do in Nashville. This one was in Knoxville. I was supposed to go teach some games that got shut down. We were supposed to go to Origins that got shut down. John and I, I think pretty much have an idea in our minds that we're going to try to go to one big con a year if we can, you know, if time permits. Now, I really want to go to Origins next year. As of this moment, I've got a Disney trip planned for that weekend. Mm-hmm. So probably not going to happen unless something changes there. Gen Con could happen, but the problem is... I'd like to go to Gen Con. Gen Con is right as my wife is starting back the school year for us, and that's a challenge for us, to for me to be able to it's get away for a whole for weekend. Too. Yeah, so I don't know what next year is going to look like or if we're going to have any cons next year. If we do, it could be something more like a BGG or a 
uh, PAX Unplugged or something like yeah. that. I really have no clue. If this ever became something where we made money, then yeah, I would go to cons and I would thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, so if somebody would like to sponsor for us to yeah. go to Essen next year, oh yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go to Essen. Yeah. But so anyway, yeah, I would love to go to some of these things. I just haven't. Tennessee Game Day is probably a, if if we can, we'll, we'll go. That's kind of where we're at with that one, though. Like that one's the that's the staple. I was for me. I don't want yeah, to speak for you. Is that, is that for you? I too? mean, it is. That's all I've gone to. You yeah. Know? I know that sounds crazy. Podcast and YouTube channel. That's all they've gone. That's just the reality. So if you want to see, we're just two regu- We're two regular dudes. Okay. We're nothing. We're nothing. We're just two dudes. I'd say you're maybe irregular. Well, is that right? No, I'm pretty regular. Okay. <laughs> oh, you nailed it. <laughs> That was that was good. Not often do I laugh out loud for John's jokes, but that was a. <laughs> I can't compose myself now. I'm gone. That's that's, that's Whoa, really good. All right. If Next you sh- want to see Meeple Town, go to Tennessee Game Days. That's probably your best bet. That's you right. That's Come on right. down to Meeple Town. And like Dean said, next that's year that's not Meeple Town. We would love to go to Gen Con or Origins next year and do a Meeple Town. We were planning on having like a Meeple Town dinner at Origins this year and invite people out and hang out, but it didn't happen. Yes. Okay. All right, the next one is from, let's do from Andrew Graham. We, okay. got, we got time on these. All right. uh, do I read this whole thing? I don't know. I think do so. You? Let's try. I don't remember reading. I've read these, but it's this is all fresh to us. Hey, guys, Dean's great. John's not Can so you just great. read the actual thing? Oh, my gosh. How do you know he didn't say that? Are you reading it? No, I'm okay. not reading it. Hey, guys, here's hopefully an interesting question. Which games have the largest discrepancy between your score and the average BGG rating? Oh, wow. AKA the most underrated and overrated games in your opinion. Oh. So Dude, you should have told me this ahead of time. Well, you can look it up. Basically, oh in this one, though, what you're looking at is what is your lowest rated game that you have rated high? Because that's what it's going to be. Like, out of your, maybe your games sure. that are rated like eight and higher, I would say, maybe seven and higher. Um, Andrew says, for me, my most underrated games are Beyond Balderdash and Castles of Mad King Ludwig. And my most overrated game is Empires of the North. How dare you? Wow. How dare you, Andrew? He even said, don't hate me, Dean, because he knew. Yeah. He knew what was up. I got to get that to the table again soon. And he also said, I'm not sure why Empires of the North didn't click with me. I think the main thing was that just... Uh, by the end of the game, my, the tableau got so busy, it was hard for me to keep track of what I could, should that makes do. Sense. That does make a lot of sense. So, John, you got to figure it out now? I mean, it's gonna. this is really hard to do, honestly. Um, and I, I really think the question is brilliant. It's not, a, it's not a bad question. It's a doing this on the cuff, Dean. You're, you're throwing this out on the cuff. What, do you have some right now? You don't like that? You don't like that I'm just throwing you? Well, I mean, I, I don't like know. The problem is I can't easily see. I can go on BGG and look at the geek rating, but it does that whole like weird geek rating thing where I can't actually, you understand what I'm saying? Where it does that average thing. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you need to necessarily like, you don't need to stress over this, John. You're stressing over this like you did for Pendulum. That's <laughs> You're a little stressed out. I think if I'm looking at my games and I'm just looking at the ones that could be um, the ones that I have rated fairly highly on here where the geek rating is not super, super high. Forum Trajanum is one that kind of pops up. I agree with Trajanum that. is not. That was one I was going to say. But it's not a super low rated game either. Like it is 991 overall, which is not great, but it's still 7.3. So it's not, again, not terrible, but that's uh, that's one that comes to mind. Um what else you got? I don't know. That was it. I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to think of what are huge. 
disparities, discrepancies, whatever. Um, on the negative end, I don't know if this is huge. Let me see. Yeah, uh, I don't like Euphoria at all. It's a 7.3 on BGG. That's one that jumps out. I think that game is terrible. That's the wow. that's, that's the flip how, side. That's, the that's flip how I side feel about it. I know okay. that's a flip side, but I mean, I'm just saying that was it's I'm not going, terrible. Yeah, I'm, I just don't like it. I don't know. Like, and I like Jamie too. Like, I like his game. So, Abomination, Air of Frankenstein, which Frankenstein. I got a couple here that I can talk about. Um, that's ranked uh, 1362 overall, but it does have a rating of 7.6, and I had that one at an eight. Uh, I really like that one, but as far as rank goes, that's that's ranked pretty low. Yeah, I'm looking here at Foothills is rated 7.3. I really like Foothills. People talk about Targi all day long, and it's great and all this stuff, and it is. Targi's a great game. This game needs to get more props. It's only rated 2,800 overall. It definitely does. A game people love that I don't love anymore, and Jonathan Mullins is not going to like that I say this, Five Tribes. It's like a six for me. I get this too much AP of trying to figure this out, that that out, that that out. It's rated 7.8 on BGG. Not a huge fan of Five Tribes. Uh, if you like Yamatai, you know I don't like that one either. So there's another one right there. That's rated pretty high. Yamatai has a decent rating as well. Not not my favorite. Not my yeah, favorite. a couple of others that really stick out on here for me are going to be, um, I won't go over all the details of this. Santa's Workshop is, is not super high on here. Uh, it's a 5.6. Um, that's the overall score. It's not like what it's like what people give it. Um, I don't know, you know, that formula, whatever Mississippi queen and then Funko versus another one that really sticks out. But, but again, those aren't like super, super low rated games for me. Um, Santa's workshop is 5,000, but in the grand scheme of things of a hundred thousand games or however many are listed on here, 5,000 is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Ginkopolis is only a 7.4. It's way better than that. What is it ranked? I guess that's kind of what I'm looking at. You're going here. for the rankings. Yeah. 406. Which is a pretty good ranking, but it's not crazy. One that I completely disagree with the world apparently on is Isle of Cats. Mm. It's rated over eight on BGG. Let's see, what is it? It's number one ninety eight overall. I just don't understand. Like, it's a fine game, just totally don't get the hype on that one. Yep, I would disagree with you completely on that one because yep. it's it's a really fun game. <clears throat> uh, you know what I'm gonna say for my one that overrated is not like this is my personal overrated game, but I don't think that this is overrated because I, I get why people like it. Uh, but Teotihuacan is, is one that's rated pretty high that I've, I gave a six. Um, I didn't love that game. Most people really, really love it, that game. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's so cool. obviously I can't say that's overrated, but for me, like that would you. be a low rated game that I have. Yeah. On here. It's for some reason it's easier. I feel like to find the ones that, I, I don't think they're as rated as hike. Maybe they stand out. Nanty narking. Oh my gosh. Seven point seven on BGG. No way. What is that what is that ranked overall? It's only ranked seventeen hundred, but that's because it's the re implement of Monk Onk Monk Onk Mork Bork. Oh yeah, that's right. So that's, that's why right. it's not probably ranked as high. Now that game is ranked four hundred and fifty overall. So Yeah. I do think yeah, that's that's basically it for me. Like I, but I also don't have all of my games ranked on here, uh, or you know, given the the right rating on here. So it's kind of hard for me to like really, really know that that's the right answer. But those are the ones that really stick out to me. Yeah, I'm sure that there's more here. I'm I'm scrolling through here, but I I don't know. Those are some those are some of the ones that really stand out off the rip. 
Yeah. Dean. I would also like to say that when I asked John beforehand, do you want to hear these questions before? He said, no, I want to hear them on the fly. That's true. I did say that. Are you changing your mind now? I feel like I like Reef better than a lot of other people. It's rated 7.1. I, don't, I give it a 7.5, but I feel like I, I, What's I the rank? quite enjoy that game. That's probably ranked pretty high. And then that game is one that's... Oh, did I close? No, 586. That's pretty high. I mean, that's... Yes, 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 yes. I, okay. It's pretty high. Yeah. All right. Ready to move on to the next one? I think so. Let's do it. Okay. It's a good so question. The next one is going to come from Ryan. Uh, this is Ryan Brubaker. Uh, good question, but I don't think I said who that was. Andrew Graham. Did I say that on the last one? Yes, you did. Okay, there we hey, go. So this did. one is from Ryan Brubaker. How many games do each of you own? That's the first question. Okay. You want to go ahead and answer that one? That one should be a little bit easier for us to... Yep, I can go to, to my answer. collection. I don't have everything in my BGG collection, and I did purge it recently, so that's good. Yeah, I don't know if mine is completely up to date, but I think this is pretty... I've got 100... I probably have 130, 140 games. Okay. Mine for sure is higher than that. Yeah, um, way higher. Now, I have a, I have two shelves. Now, this is, and I think I've said this before. Uh, I have two shelves, and that's what my wife said I can put board games on. That's it. And I'm actually totally cool with that. So, like, I it helps me to, like, go. I ask myself all the time, like, like Fast Slots. I like that game. I like Smartphone. I'm not going to tell you how much I liked it. It's pretty darn good, but I just don't know how much I'm going to get to the table, so I'm willing to trade it out of my collection. Mine, do you want to guess what mine is? I think you're going to be shocked at mine. We know that it's higher. 320. Even higher than that. Is it? Yeah. So on here, it says 380. Wow. I will say that a lot of those are, not. I mean, not a lot, There, but there are a decent amount of like kids games monopoly you know those big box games or whatever i don't have those in my collection yeah technically i don't think and i do and and quite a bit because that's you know what we've had those games for years and years yeah. but also i've got a bunch that i need to get rid of but i've been at a bit of a standstill to do that because we've talked about doing a con or something like that and there's several of those that i want to hold on to that i would not hold on to normally but i think i might just have to bite the bullet and sell them but anyway I would like to have that more around 300 than where it's at right now. There you go. That's a bunch of games. Yeah, it is a bunch of games. All right. Next part of the question from Ryan. Ryan said a bunch of them here. What games have the greatest difference between how each of you rated them? So games that you disagree on the most um, between us. Like I think we actually mentioned a couple of those. We definitely did. Teotihuacan is one of those that we're pretty different on. It's so good, and he doesn't like it a lot. Irish Gage is one that we didn't mention in that, but... Um, I like it. I, that one has slipped for me a little bit. I'll, I'll be real. I thought I would get to the table. It's still a really solid game, though. Dean hated it. He said he'd like to hear the actual numerical rating. I, I gave Irish Gage, I think, a four, four and a half. Four and a half. I gave it an eight, but I, I, honestly, I'm, I'd lower it to a seven now. I hate doing that, but I would. That's still a huge gap. Yeah. That's a huge, that's one of our biggest discrepancies, no matter what. Whoops. Whoa. It just hit my mic. Smack the microphone. Tate uh, and I gave a six. You gave a like a 10, right? You're at a 10. Yeah, like it's, that. A, it's nine and a half, 10 for me. Okay. All um, right. Uh, uh, Narking. Six or six. I think I gave it a six and a half, but I'd probably go to it. Or probably six. drop maybe that maybe one down, it, I think. Yeah, maybe six, six and a half. Um, I'll put that, I've got that one at an eight and a half, and that's, that's squared away. That one actually could drop for me for just a little bit. Paladins of the West Kingdom. You gave it a seven and a half. I gave it a nine. It's more like eight and a half, nine. So that's yeah. a little bit of a difference for us. I feel like I feel like there's some more of those where I'm in like the seven range and you're more in the like the eight and a half range. 
Uh, you gave Project Elite a really high score. I still gave it a seven and a half. I enjoyed that game. On uh, you gave it a it was nine. a nine. It was a you nine. You gave for it a me. nine. So that's a pr- decent discrepancy right there. Yeah, you know, we if you want this, this might be a good plug for this. But if you go to the Meeple Town Guild, you can actually see our ratings on there. We rate all of the games that we've done on the podcast and that we've done on. Um, YouTube. So you can go on there. Some of them, you know, John did a video for one that I didn't do. And so like, there's some of those, but for the most part, you're going to see a lot of those comparisons on here. Uh, we try to keep that one updated a little bit too. Um, you can go to our website too. I know Dean, this one is not as up to date. No, it is. Both of them are up. To you, date. Got, you got, they are up to date. Yeah. Now. When I say up to date, I mean like if we make changes in our ratings, oftentimes we try to change that in this guild list that's on here. Yeah. So like if root, for example, I gave an eight and a half at first and I ended up changing it to a 10 and I put that on there. Um, but a lot of these, uh, under undaunted Normandy, I was at an eight and a half. You were at six and a half. Western legends. You were, I was at a seven and a half. You were at a nine. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was a pretty high, that's a decent discrepancy. Yeah, Those so go on there. Marvel like. Champions, eight and a half. You were at a six on that one. Um, yeah, so there's that. Check out that list. I think that's the best way to go. Abomination so, Era Frankenstein. That's you right. said that. I was in the sixes range. He's in the eight range. And so. Small World. I'll, I'll say that as my last one. I was at a nine because I still love that game. You were at a six and a half. That's a big difference. Yeah, that's a big difference. Okay, yep. then the last part of Ryan's question, then he sent another one. So we'll finish out Ryan's, then we'll we'll, move, we'll be done for this time, and we'll pick up um, with the ones that we have for next time. So Ryan also said, why is John's top 50 list so superior to Dean's? That was his actual last question. And then I said, ha-ha, do I have to ask that last part? And he said, yeah, that's part of the deal. Are you serious? That's, <laughs> his, that's, his, that's it? That was it. No, he, do, he does have another question that he sent. Uh Wow. Let's go back here. Ryan sent another one. You can go to MeepleTownGames.com to pick up your MeepleTown swag also, by the way. Get your little MeepleTown shirt out there, y'all. Ryan's asked us a ton of questions. I don't know if we can get to all these. We'll see. Okay. He said, I've heard references in the top 50 game episodes that a game only made the list because of an expansion. In that spirit, are you ready for this? All right. In that spirit, what games come to mind as most improving the base game? And are there... Any games where you'd much rather play the base game than with an expansion. So John and I put together a quick little top three list on this one. To of, end the episode with. Yeah, to end the episode, because <clears throat> this is the last question that we have. So the, the top, we'll first look at that, the games uh, that most improve the base game. The other one, we don't have a full-on answer for that one. It's a little more difficult to answer. But the full-on base game being improved by the expansion. What you got, John? Okay, so this is the only one that I've thought about a little bit, but we haven't gone into this. Like, this isn't a grueling top list like I'm, you know, super serious about. But I would say Champions of Midgard, absolutely. I'm still not a huge Champions of Midgard fan, but I just don't want to play without the expansion, Valhalla expansion, because it mitigates a ton of the luck. What do you think about that? Yep. I mean, like, I really don't want to play the game without the expansion. You still would. Yeah, I think that one might be the top of my list, that that Champions one. That would be... I didn't put it on mine because I knew that you've got it on yours, but anyway, yeah, I, I'm with you yeah. fully on that one. I think that's that's a big biggie. Here's a new one, smartphone. The new smartphone update, I play most games, and this is like... I know it's kind of crazy to have it like this high as a game, but I don't want to get in too much detail about smartphone, but... It's not a great game at two players, and this really helps to solve that, but it also adds the the new update 1.1 adds more of a race element to some different things that you're going for. Seriously, I don't think I would play this game unless I had, like, especially at two, I would never play it. I probably wouldn't play it at, at two players with the base game. It's that, that big of a deal, this, the expansion was for me. 
I haven't played without that expansion, so I don't know. It seems yeah. like I don't know. I don't know if that would have made my list or not if that was the only thing that it adds on. It's there, a big but, deal to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it was well done. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I don't know if it would have made this list. There's or a not. lot of expansions that I like better than these expansions. I, I mean, like, I just, yeah, I just enjoy the game better. These are just ones that I wanted to say. I it makes the biggest difference. Yeah, like basically, it turns most of these games. It turns it from games I probably wouldn't play to games I would play versus. I like the Great Western Trail expansion. I just got I like the Tale to Walk and Late Pre Classic expansion. You know, I love those and I love playing. I play those games a thousand times over some of these that I'm saying, but without them, they're still amazing games. Uh, I'll say the last one I'll say, Dean, is Dean, one that this is going to be one that Dean could count on his list as well because I know we both really care about this one. It's Bruges. Yeah. So this is one Dean and Dean will give three more. I think though this would easily have been on his top, but we wanted to have. It would a little, a little yeah. bit of mix. So Bruges, the um, cities, city or city, city, city on this win, on this win, right? Yeah, yeah. Bruges without that is uh, okay, but that adds so much to it, and it makes it a really, really nice game with that. It definitely does. And if you're looking at the new Kickstarter that comes included with that, the Hamburg um, Kickstarter that's going on right now, or ended, I'm not sure where it's at right now, but anyway, uh, I think that definitely would have made my list. And when I'm looking at my top fifty. I guess I do have several on my list. Champions of Mid- Midgard and Bruges are both on my top. That I wouldn't have made it fifty. Without. That would not have made without the expansion. Is Bruges in my top fifty? It's up there. It's None close. of these are on my top fifty, but Bruges was a borderline one, and I still like with the expansion. I like all three of the games I mentioned. Yeah, Viticulture is one that's on my list. Although I thought about that slightly because I've got my base game of Viticulture does not include Mamas and Papas or any of the other fancy bells and whistles. So for sure. That's a, a big one for me, but the new Essentials Edition, I don't know if I would feel the same way about that. Yeah. Um, Lords of Waterdeep, which I really like the base game, but I think the expansion adds so much more to it, and that's why I, I really, really enjoy it. And you can play with it. Um, you don't have to play with the different modules. You can play with what you want, so I, I like that a lot. And the last one, this is probably the biggest one out of all of those, maybe this and Champions of Midgard, but that's Roll for the Galaxy. It just adds so much yeah. more of good stuff and like the base game can become stale after a while but the expansions add so much even just the ambition but i think the rivalry expansion really adds a ton to this game so anyway yeah um i would also just kind of toss out there i think raiders of the north sea is greatly enhanced by the expansion or expansions plural i think the base game gets it's just not thinky enough for me to get super excited about but with those i really like it uh, orleone uh, yeah. I think that that's really nice. I also think Fields of Green, a game people don't talk about a lot, then the expansion. I'm about to come up with a video. Uh, what's it called? What is the expansion called? Oh, my gosh. Harvest Fair. The Grand Fair. That's what it is. The Grand Fair expansion really helps with a bunch of new tiles and stuff. So, anyways, great questions. Yeah, yeah, great questions. If you have more questions and we need more, uh, we didn't get to all of them today, but we're going to need more. We're not going to do this every week, but we'll do it every so often wherever that mailbag fills up. That is MeepleTownMail at gmail.com. That's going to do it for episode number 52. John, tell people how they can get in touch with us. All right, we would love for you to review our uh, podcast if you'd like to or give us a subscription there on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all that stuff that you're listening to it on. If you go to MeepleTownGames.com, we just talked about that. You can see pretty much all of our stuff. We're at Meepletown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. Meepletown.